Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we're joined by our better halves, Jenna and Liza, for our second annual Valentine's Day show and the adventures that kept us together all these years. And now, without delay, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the massive hopeless project to Stephen's finely polished machine. I'm the hopeless romantic of podcasting. Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike and Liza and Jenna. It's that time of year again. Diaper clad winged babies are shooting arrows and heart uh, organ shaped boxes full of candy are, are being distributed. That must mean it's Arbor Day. And uh, we, oh, it's Valentine's Day, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, we uh, come together at this time once a year to talk about great moments in, in our relationships with each other and with uh, our Land Rovers and what have you. So uh, as has been made now official underpowered our tradition, as we've done it now more than once. So that's, that's what it takes. That's one of our highest running segments is something we've done more than twice. So yeah, so we're all here to talk about a couple of uh, of interesting and uh, formative uh, Land Rover relationship uh, experiences. Uh, but first, in the news, our good friends uh, in Slovakia, the Defender is so popular, so popular in New Defender that uh, they have added a third shift, a third shift in Slovakia now making the new Defender, which uh, of course begs the question, uh, why now? Why, uh, why when there's 250,000 some odd back orders for that? They got car. all the parts. Finally, yeah, now, that DHL order finally came in. I feel like some manufacturers were like manufacturing the vehicles only for them to sit in giant right. lots, like storage lots, waiting for that last component so that they were totally 100% complete. Now Land Rover took the opposite tack, and now they're trying to catch, catch up. up. Well, I yeah. know they did send a lot of people cars just without all their shit, you know, missing uh, no switches, <laughs> no passenger seats, uh, no rear windows, uh, the seals around all the doors. I believe they left those out. No one noticed uh, because of <laughs> sort of. But yeah, it's interesting that uh, there's a now. there's a Facebook group, the New Defenders Owners Book Group, mm -hmm. and all it is, all it is, are people talking about. Wait, did anybody else's Defender come with this? It looks to me like it was supposed to come with this thing. 
Mine didn't come with this thing. They took it off my sheet. Like this you know, part is clearly this is clearly. a steering wheel from a Citroen. I don't understand. <laughs> this isn't even remotely the right thing. Well, speaking of uh, a reasonable facsimile of a Land Rover Defender, finally the embargo, if you will, the Iron Curtain of uh, Ineos Grenadier information from a, a special invitation only uh, media tryout day in uh, in Scotland has been lifted. And uh, we're starting to now see the reviews for the uh, Ineos Grenadier. Of course, Ike being the uh, club president uh, of the official Ineos Grenadier fan club. Now, uh, when, when we were in the UK last year uh, at the Camel event, yeah. there was one there. And I don't That's know if right. you uh, took a minute to look it over. That was uh, more of a pre-production prototype sort of situation. There, yeah, so but... apparently the models that you're going to now hear about that were part of this media thing are actual production models, mm -hmm. yeah. and they're supposed to have everything the production models are going to come with. Yeah, every seats. new Ineos Grenadier will have uh, like 35 miles on it from people uh, just booting it around in the woods. So <laughs> Now, they're made by Magnus Steyr, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or were they just designed by Magnus Steyr? Well, I don't know if they're manufactured as well. That's a great question. Uh, something we could have easily Googled but didn't. But uh, you know who we could ask uh, that of Ike, is our special friend Mercedes, who will be on in the next few weeks to talk all about the Ineos Grenadier. We're going to ask um, her the tough questions. <laughs> yeah, she was at the media event in Scotland. And of course, Jenna and I know her as a fellow rebel. Um, she drove a really great uh, lime green Jeep 4XE in the rebel mm -hmm. this year. And so she has agreed to come on the show and you guys can ask her all your burning Ineos Grenadier questions. There's I have a several. Yeah, There's they're all they're all irritated and red. So I've I'm been trying to take a cream them. for it, but it's just not working. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of Liza and Jenna and the uh, the world famous Rebel Rally, you guys were on a podcast uh, or will be on, I suppose, uh, coming up later this week. Mm -hmm. uh, some very good friends of ours uh, host a podcast uh, called I Did Not Sign Up For This, which we just assumed that that would be. Uh, again, another relationship podcast about Ike and I uh, that that you guys would be on. But in fact, sure. you're no, on a no, no, no. It's our listeners and this show. That's it right. summarizes yeah. That's right. their relationship. It's a great companion show. Like, how did I? My kid put this on my iPhone, and I can't turn it off. Anytime I get in the car, it just plays, and I just listen to it. I'm not a yeah. I mean, it's sort of like being victimized by a podcast uh, over and over again. But but you are on a special edition called uh, I, I Totally Signed Up for This. Which that's I think right. Is, that's right. It's kind of fun. That episode is going to come out on Tuesday, the 14th, on actual Valentine's oh, Day. Nice. So yeah, nice. um, you can hear us talk all about our experience with the Rebel. And it's a little different. Uh, some of our storytelling and some of the angle that we take on that is a little different than when we talked about it on this show. So, uh, so yeah, go check it out. It's a good podcast. So cancel your other plans, uh, order in <laughs> dinner, and sit uh, and listen to I Did Not Sign Up For This, the podcast, which uh, I'm, a big, I'm a listener, fan, longtime listener, first-time caller. And uh, it's great. You and I have been married too long. I literally made that joke when yeah. we recorded the podcast with Carling. It's, it's all gold. <laughs> it's all gold. Yeah. As long as you interact with us separately, it seems like <laughs> fucking magic. Together, yeah. you're like, oh, wait, this is just the same. He keeps they saying the same thing. Jokes. <laughs> Gross. Well, speaking of recycling each other's jokes, the uh, the reason for uh, us all being here tonight, of course, is the uh, looming uh, Valentine's Day, which, as we've said in the past, 
Liza and I don't celebrate because our anniversary is uh, 10 days later and it feels like too much. You know? But but aren't you, by having this podcast, celebrating it? A little bit, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> just, just checking. We also have the added bonus of uh, Ike's birthday is always two days before Valentine's That's Day. That's true. Right. So. That's true. Yeah, yeah so true. Jenna is uh, leaving town. <laughs> That's how I like to do birthdays, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, usually there's a convenient <laughs> curling tournament right around my birthday, and that's sort of how that, uh, that goes. Yeah, yeah, every year. Yeah. You know. It's all right. Chris and I go for dinner. It's nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. that's sweet. <laughs> you know. You have Chris on the show. No. <laughs> he doesn't have to yeah. listen. Oh, Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. Actually, we have a story today. Um, oh, it does integrate and, Chris. Yeah. And Chris is involved in right. this story. Feature. He, yeah, he, he plays feature. an important part. But we'll save that for a little later in the episode. Ike and Jenna, why uh, why don't in this uh, uh, semi-therapeutic sharing session, uh, mm-hmm. don't you guys uh, kick off the uh, second annual Valentine's uh, Day episode? Might mm-hmm. be third annual. I've lost track. Uh, with, uh, with a patented uh, Ike and Jenna Land Rover tale. All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm eager to hear this one because I I uh, I'm told that Jenna is prepared for this, mm-hmm. so I I can't wait to hear. You're just along for the ride. I yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that this would be a fun opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, yeah the role of Land Rovers as a, a formative uh, shared experience, you know, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I have like kind of three short stories that I think Ooh. build on this. Ooh. I was thinking. Uh, you know, it it would kind of make the good premise for like maybe a reality show where, you know, there's couples, maybe, you know, not necessarily bachelor style, but more like, you mm-hmm. know, testing couples. What is what was the game F-boy show? Boy Island? Well, no, like the no. game oh, show where sorry. you had to like, you know, guess each other's uh, whatever they wrote down on the card. I think it's the dating game. I think maybe it is it the, the dating game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something yeah, that's yeah. just an dating game. So, anyhow. Not quite like that, but like kind of like that mashed up with a reality show. You know, mm-hmm, you could basically mm-hmm. put couples through these like tests and challenges and see how they you know prevail so given three real life examples that you know you could use as a starting point perhaps so story time so ike and i met in high school um there's a long backstory to that that is not valentine's day related but it involves lots of chaos and expulsions and yeah yeah, interesting things that led to us being at the same high school and despite what people may assume it was actually me who got kicked out of my previous high school and ended up at the high school where Ike was. So, anyhow, the only it. high school yeah. that would take you, the high school that Ike is at. First yeah. time I saw Jenna was on the Nell News. I was on Dateline yeah. back in the day. I sure. think you said this last year, yeah. and I've never followed up to. This is like a whole world story. I don't know. About. I know. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can. Okay. I can send you a uh, photocopy of uh, an Indianapolis Star. Um, editorial cartoon panel that is me on a stake being burned like a witch mm-hmm. the so, whole other podcast i this. know okay so that's a story for another day long story short i ended up at ike's high school mm-hmm. sure. and uh i think i was a sophomore and ike was a junior when i started there but then like zoom to i'm a junior and ike's a senior mm-hmm. we casually hang out you know it's his birthday i bring him a like coca-cola to class you know just oh. Very, you know, subtle, like still feeling out the waters. And eventually we start hanging out more. We sit at the same lunch table. And then we would go to the bookstore after school. Like we'd go to Borders bookstore uh, in a Land Rover, of course. So we would hop in Ike's uh, 1965 Series 2A 88. It, had, it was like a weird metallic gray color. It was diesel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which 
Yeah, which started my love of diesel. I love the smell of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. diesel exhaust. Mm-hmm. Uh, like sure. can't be biodiesel though. It has to be like normal, real, like real dinosaurs, yeah. like the burning I just, every dinosaurs. Every once in a while, every once in yeah. a while, I just do a little, just a little, yeah. just a little under, right yeah. here. Under the it's funny. There. The scent of burning diesel yeah. uh, is a is like a sense memory for the tram yeah. at Disneyland. Interesting. Anytime yeah. I smell it, I think about the tram <laughs> at Disneyland. So yeah. there you go. Anyhow, so we'd go you know to the bookstore and whatever and. One day we were driving back to campus to the school parking lot or whatever after going to the bookstore and we we're coming up. There was this like little hill that approached towards the parking lot and we were on this hill and the truck died. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. it does. Yes, as it, it does. does. Yeah, as you and know. like, and we pulled off and Ike hops out and, you know, I'm sure he's probably, you know, flustered. I'm just sort of along for the ride and he hops out and just sort of bloop, bloop, bloop and it grows again. And I'm like, what did you do? And like the accelerator linkage had come disconnected and so it wasn't going anymore. So he just like hopped out and like reconnected it and went on. And, you know, I'm whatever, 17, not did not grow up in a family of like people that mechaniced on things successfully. At least there's other stories there. But I was so impressed by that. And it was just like one of those like formative moments where you're like, I want to get in this guy's pants. Yeah, exactly. This guy. Yeah. This guy knows his way around a (laughs) throttle linkage. That's right. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. 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 I like this story. This is making me look good. So similar to the way that I met Ike. It's weird. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The next one's going to make me look really bad, though, I'm sure. (laughs) So that was the like, that was the teaser, you know, like that maybe a false sense of security. But anyhow, we go on to be dating more seriously. Mm -hmm. and, And at some point, we decide go get a motor from Wisconsin. Oh yeah, that we live happen. in Indiana. Like mm-hmm. we live in Indiana at the time, and Wisconsin is a big state. Indiana is a pretty tall state too. We end up driving. I think it was like ten hours each direction, mm-hmm. like to pretty far north in Wisconsin from pretty relatively south in we were kind of middle of Indiana in that truck. a 1965 Series 2A 88 with no Diesel. roof. Original two and a quarter diesel with no roof. Oh, not only did it have no roof, but uh, (laughs) a week prior to departing on this trip, I was uh, driving this vehicle off-road, and I went over a bump, and uh, the tire came off of the hood and through the windshield and broke (laughs) both panes of glass. And damaged the windshield frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not only did it not have a roof, it had no windshield, not none yeah. whatsoever, not folded down, just gone. Just, just so we we drove wow. 14 hours uh, north to uh, Wisconsin in this diesel Land Rover with no roof, no roof, and yeah, no roof. And let me let me remind you, we were in high school and mm-hmm. we had mm-hmm. not really gotten <clears throat> permission to like. Yeah, leave yeah, town yeah, yeah, right. we just had this somehow i don't know we thought we were going to be back like at a reasonable time and that nobody would notice that we'd like driven really <laughs> far so i don't know what how we how we even thought that was going to work out but we ended up driving very far very slowly it was a beautiful day it was like sunny and like wisconsin's like amazing yeah. like yeah. rolling and lush and it was yeah. just like a just drive no roof like and you know just no windshield like, weather yeah it was so yeah. great it was like the perfect drive up there so it was amazing it was like actually a really lovely day yeah but then yeah. we got up there we got the motor and we turned around to come home and uh we're like wow this is taking longer than it we wanted and that we predicted and wow it's gonna be late when we get home and wow, we don't, this is like before we had cell phones. Like, mm-hmm. so like oh, nobody right. yeah, knows right. where we are. Right. We're in Wisconsin in a Land Rover that like, you know, what were we thinking, right? Like definitely could have broken down. Didn't, thankfully. But now it's dark. 
and it's getting later and it's getting later. And then it starts Midwestern style summer rain, like thunderstorming. So we are in a topless 1965 Series 2A Land Rover in the thunderstorm at night as miners <laughs> driving back to Indiana. Perfect. And just as a backup precaution, we had goggles. So we were wearing goggles with our raincoats. Like I had my raincoat into the tiniest little eye hole that I could like cinch down. And just every time a semi would blow by, it would just like swoosh us with water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was insane. And uh, and were you still <laughs> thinking like, oh, I want to get in this guy's pants? Or were you I suddenly mean, like, you know, whoa, I don't know whoa, about whoa. this anymore. You're talking about 18-year-old me here. It's a, <laughs> yeah, irresistible. Uh, I, I mean, mean, it was a pretty good adventure, really I will say. Way there was a, now, now, I remember during this trip, we had yeah. a police officer like oh, in, yeah. a, in a squad that. car. And he like pulled up next to us and I was like, oh no, this is it. They're going to pull us over. We don't have any windshield, no wipers, you know, like no safety equipment. It's dark. Like there's like semis blowing spray by. And he just like gave us a huge thumbs up and he was like, yeah. this is true. This that is sounds true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen like a motorcyclist in a rainstorm and you just yeah. shake your head and he was like, yeah. what is that guy thinking? I just this, feel yeah. bad for him. Yeah. I've been really that a... motorcyclist several times and uh, you just like, I didn't know water could pool in my crotch at that volume, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's good mm -hmm. to know. It was it's a similar, know, right? similar sort of uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trip. Mm -hmm. And if Soggy I remember, bottom. so that trip, we went to get this diesel motor. And the guy, I remember it in retrospect, because I had a diesel. I was like, oh, this would be great for spares, and it's inexpensive. He's like, it's totally rebuilt, except the crankshaft is broken. And Perfect. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> and so we had this yeah. diesel motor with a broken crankshaft, which I later sold to a yacht designer in the Virgin Islands by the name of David Walworth. And he is, I would say, my longest customer. Like, he's been my customer for the longest of any others. Like, uh, I, we're two decades into to our uh, relationship, and he still, to this day, buys parts from us. Wow. And uh, he bought that diesel engine to rebuild for his wife's car, I believe. And he still has it. So it's it's still out there. That engine is still working for a living down in St. Croix. And uh, he's got this amazing house that's built like a yacht. It's like, you know, all teak and stainless steel and stuff. It's it's crazy. Oh. Buy a yacht from him if you're in the market for a <laughs> yacht. If you're in the market for a yacht. Yeah. yeah, he's a naval architect. You never know. Also, it's been 26 years. 26 years. Holy buckets. We're in our third decade. Wow. Nothing makes you feel old than doing the math. Yeah, totally. I'm teaching right now. Like my students are younger by many years than the amount of time we've been. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. So story number three kind of builds on story number two. Um, so Zoom a few years later, we mm -hmm. are early in college. Okay. And at this time, we've really, we've really made it. We've got like a different, more modern Land River. It is Ooh. a white 
109. 109 with Ooh. a two and a half liter gas. It was like upscale, you know, like that extra quarter liter. Like that felt like a big deal, you know, and uh, with like a full on roof. So we were real confident in our next journey where we decided to drive back Michigan. to Wisconsin. Yeah. We went to Green Bay in the oh. middle of the winter. Home yes. of the Packers. Oh, my God. We decided we were going to go to Green Bay in the middle of winter. To, give to pick Land up Rover. a Land Rover. We're going to tow it on a U-Haul Cardali. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. In yeah. the winter. I think it's important for our European audience uh-huh. to know that, like, Green Bay is, that's... One of it's... the coldest places in the United States. <laughs> it gets regularly down to 40 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just about 40 degrees It's basically below the zero same, Celsius. yeah. It's yeah. When it's the same. same in Fahrenheit and Celsius, you know you're in trouble. You yeah. know it's you're bad. in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. bad. It's bad. So, we decide... I don't know why then, just the timing. We got thing was for sale and it was short. You know, we had to go get it. It was a bad idea. It was a great up, a good deal or whatever. So, (laughs) all right. We decided to take this 109 because, you know, it's modern and fancy and fast, except it does not have a heater. Oh, yeah. No, naturally. Yeah. 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 So no heater. So not even like a Smith's, not even like a little heater, like no heater. No heater. So... Just the transmission to keep you warm. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. and like a lot of airspace inside the car <laughs> to try to keep warm. Um, so we journey northwards, you know, and it's okay. I mean, the drive is relatively, it's not too treacherous. You know, it was a very long, cold trip up north, and we got to this guy's place, and, you know, we get there, and he's not there, and so I, we must add cell phones at this point. He calls him, and the guy's like, Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there in 10 minutes. So he gets there, and while he's on his way there, like, we start looking at the cars just in the driveway. and So we're looking at it, and it is just a disaster. It is so much <laughs> worse than what he described. And, like, we're in the Midwest in yeah. the snowy yeah. world, yeah. you know, yeah. of, like, icy, mm-hmm. salt, salt-treated salty, ice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're we're already accustomed to, like, some level of rust. Like, yeah. we were way less snobby about rust then than we are now, now that we're right. on the West Coast. So right. then, you know, we're, you know, used to a little rust, a little hole in a footwell, not a big sure. deal, you yeah. know. That truck was untowable. Like, it would have fallen in half if we started trying to drag it down the road. It would have just, you know, it was, collapsed it was into maybe, pieces. Maybe not as described. You know? It was he, not he as was described. Like, he's like, it has a little bit of surface rust on the frame. Yeah, sure. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know any better at the yeah. time to ask questions or the right questions. Right. So long story short, this this vehicle wasn't as described. We We may have been able to tow... Like the front half, home, some of it, but <laughs> the back half might have remained somewhere mm-hmm. along the way. Somewhere was, in Wisconsin. It, it was really somewhere bad. It might have posed a tremendous uh, hazard to life and limb for other drivers. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. So yeah. uh, the guy was, I was like, this is maybe rustier than you described. And he was like, well, sorry. And then he left. He he left he just, like we yeah. were in his driveway oh, of wow. his house, oh. and he left. And we he didn't even like really wait. Weird. Like there wasn't even like a conversation. It wasn't like oh sorry. Like what do you want to do about it? It was just like oh sorry. And he just or left. You drove sixteen hours. I'm not even yeah. entirely convinced that it was his house. He wasn't there when we got there, yeah. and he left there. You know before we. It was it was, it was super... someone else's shitty land. I have a yeah. question. So yeah, this sure. is like twenty. 20- to 23 years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I do my math correctly. Yeah. How 
in that time, how were you finding motors of Land Rovers in other states Mm. and rusty Land Rovers not as advertised? What was your means of figuring that out pre-internet? You know, uh, postal service, just like chain letters through the postal service. Sending letters to everyone in the area asking if they have any Land Rovers for sale. (laughs) I mean, there was yeah. this was the fledgling internet years. There was yeah, internet. Yeah, but, there was but BBSs it wasn't back that then. Yeah. Great, right? no, like, but yeah. it wasn't. But there was the there were these just like message like boards message and boards? stuff. Yeah, yeah, chat and, rooms and message yeah. boards. The early days of the dark web. You know, you would find yeah, a lot yeah, of Land Rovers on get, there. Uh, a lot of Land Rovers on there. If Jenna yeah, had gone to get that Land Rover by herself, she would probably no longer be here. But yeah, the, right? guy, <laughs> the guy left because Ike was with her. And he it was, would be yeah. one of those Discovery ID programs. You know? yeah. She would be on the a national news for a completely different reason. Mm-hmm. I can remember uh, like calling someone about a Land Rover, right? Yeah, and uh, you'd call them, and they'd tell you about it, and they'd say, "I'll send you some pictures." And that person would have to like get their camera, <laughs> take photographs, develop yes. the film, yes. put the pictures that resulted from that development into an envelope, put a stamp mm-hmm. on it, send it to you. So you might get the pictures like two weeks later. Now and then I you'd guarantee look the pictures. you, I guarantee crazy. you, there are some of our listeners right now that are just mm-hmm. they're sitting in their car or in their tractor somewhere. <laughs> And they are thinking to themselves, oh, yeah, these these young whippersnappers don't even know. And they're they're trying to one up you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're like, we had a telegraph. Are you insinuating that that Bob Ives is somehow old? We had to to know Morris code. (laughs) Feels very targeted. Hear about a Land Rover. Bob is a very nice gentleman. He's not the only listener that's listening in his tractor. That's true. We're big in the tractor crowd. We're big in the tractor crowd. That's true. I also received on more than one occasion a video of a Land Rover that was advertised for sale on a VHS cassette tape. Oh, wow. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I have some photos that were sent to me by the gentleman that imported the first stage one I ever owned. I still have those photos. We found them recently, and those were sent to me. Those came to me in the mail as yeah. like a, as the same thing. I'd, I'd spoken mm-hmm. to the gentleman who we realized just uh, on a recent trip back to Calgary that is he's still alive. Um, and, uh, I was told he was, he'd passed away probably by somebody that owes him money. And I remember having one of those photos up on like a bulletin board. There you go, kids. Mm-hmm. Used to be that, yeah, you had paper photos. So anyhow, we're standing in the driveway. We're like, all right, well, I guess, I guess we just go home now. Like it was very anticlimactic. I did something that I'm not proud of. It's true. I wasn't going to share that, but you can. He, he made us drive like 30 hours. Yeah. For no like, reason. For yeah. no reason. And he had a really cool key fob. On his Land Rover, and I took it. <laughs> like the little keychain, like loopy thing. Just out of spite. Yeah. It's like, oh, that guy <laughs> it might not have even been his Land Rover. This is like an I innocent was to sell third you a party. Stolen Land Rover. Victimized <laughs> yeah. by this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I was so mad. I was mm-hmm. so mad. Yeah, so after that awesome, you know, experience driving all the way up there, only to have this like incredibly frustrating, disappointing moment, we had now, you know, Many, many cold, dark hours ahead of us driving home in the same Land Rover with no heat. We had brought a couple blankets, you know, whatever. So we're driving back and it's freezing and drafty. And like, I've never been more cold in my life where you just feel cold, like all the way through, like your feet hurt. Your body just hurts. It's so cold. It just like aches. Every part of you aches. It's just so cold. There's not a lot of conversation at this point. So finally... 
at like, I don't know, two in the morning. We stop at a truck stop in northern Indiana. We're hungry. Did I mention we're cold? We're cold. (laughs) And so we stop at this truck stop and it has a KFC. And we got like mashed potatoes, you know? And they were like so warm and they were like warm. You could just like feel the warm blob like heating you up from inside out. And that was probably, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't call it romantic, but it was a very memorable, you know, dinner that I reflect on. Actually, surprisingly regularly, I'm like, wow, that one time, you know, that was, it was a core memory that, you know, it's those like crazy harebrained experiences that you share with people, those misadventures that really like have lasting power and you endure them and, you know, it makes things interesting and you endure. Food doesn't have to be good to be good. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It can be KFC at a truck stop. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's good to know. Well, well, with that, so Liza and I, similar sort of idea. So we decided for a a sort of Liza's family Mm -hmm. uh, reunion sort of situation. They're all from a a little town, and I mean tiny little town in Italy. And it's about what? Three hours north of Rome, is that right? How about that? It's, It's halfway between Florence and Pisa. This is like the northern part of Tuscany, which is very, very mountainous. Lots of ski resorts in Uh that area. It's a tiny, tiny little town. And we're there for a week with my family. It's the first time Stephen and I have been to Italy. And, you know, we each have a a couple of things that we want to do on this trip. And I promise him that one of the days that we are with my family in Italy, we can maybe get away from my family Oh, in yeah. Italy and I, um, I go no do problem. something of our own. And it is worth noting, I don't travel to a location uh, where I can't drive. I, I like to drive. We made sure that when we rented the car that we wanted something that, you know, because this was, of course, after, if you'll remember last year's episode, uh, the uh, Mustang, uh, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that we... That we, we sort of got stranded in an uh, you know an off road <laughs> volcanic park because the keys were lost. So we're like, okay, we're never doing that again. So no more convertibles. Let's this time let's get an SUV. Like let's get something a little more four wheel drive. And we got something called a Nissan Qashqai. I don't actually know how to pronounce that word, but but <laughs> I, I say right. Qashqai. Yeah. I, say I think that's mm. a that's a type of fruit. Isn't that's it? what I was it thinking. It is a delicious yeah. Qashqai. Yeah, I picture like a, a papaya. Or something. Yeah. It's sort it's of like, like yeah. imagine if a, if a kumquat had had wheels. Uh, <laughs> that's sort of what this looks like too, actually. And uh, so this was like a you know this was a this was a mid two thousands uh, Nissan Qashqai, uh, which is uh, all wheel drive question mark. Um, question mark. And and so that's what we that's what we had. And the roads in Italy. First of all, people in Italy drive like I wish. I was allowed to drive here. They really, it feels like I found my people a little bit when it comes to, you know, like rolling down your window to yell at somebody beside you, but in a friendly way. Uh, that's really, I enjoy it's it a, a national lot. pastime. Absolutely. Yeah, the, problem Driving... is that, the problem is that Stephen can't read anything. He can't understand no. anything. I never learned to read. And, and my dad and I are frantically trying to yes, translate we both speak as, and we, read as we're driving Italian. way too fast. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you go just keeping up with the flow of traffic. And in, in driving up to the little village where, where Liza's family uh, lived, Liza was looking at the map and sort of giving me, you know, right, left rally style uh, driving uh, directions. And Joel, uh, her father, 
was sort of flying back and forth across the back, <laughs> the back seat. As sort of like, I think it might have only had lap belts or something. I'm not exactly sure what was going on, but he was, there was a lot of movement uh, in the back seat. So when we, when we proposed a little day trip, which was to visit the, uh, the uh, Scuderia Ferrari, the, uh, the stable of the Ferrari race team, we decided that, uh, you know, we would take what is a very direct route, but it was pretty windy through the sort of uh, alpine villages mm -hmm. that make up this area of Tuscany. Beautiful, but a spirited, let's say, drive at, you know, keeping up at, you know, 95 kilometers an hour with all these little Italian dudes in their little, you know, little, little, little Piaggio scooters and like all kinds of dumb little Italian cars. Um, a million Fiats. And uh, by the time we got to Ferrari, uh, Joel was like a deep shade of green. Like he, he was, was so uh, yeah, it, it was pretty brutal. It was pretty brutal. So we had a wonderful day at Ferrari. Uh, we got to tour the Scuderia. We toured the factory. We went to the museum. We did all the Ferrari things. It was, it was wonderful. Got to see all the amazing Formula One cars from over the years and uh, all, all that. I think I took my picture with a wax Michael Schumacher, uh, some good, or it might've been the actual Michael Schumacher. I'm not sure. He's just sort of a bit of a waxy guy, but um, it was great. So then on the way back. Now I'm going to pause you here because I yeah. know what's coming and I know mm -hmm. you're going to throw me under the bus. And I would just <laughs> like to state Warranty. for the record that this was 2010 and Google Maps maybe left a little something to be desired. And knowing yeah. that we were going to go drive around and, and explore, we had to go get a SIM card in Italy for our phones. Yeah. And I remember going into a, a cell phone shop and trying to explain to them what we wanted and just basically going, Cinque Giga, which means a 5G. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so I have an iPad that has this card in it. We didn't even put it in our phones for some reason. I had I Steven's why. iPad and I am thinking to myself, my poor father, if we drive back down the way that we came, he is going to whoop his tweeters all over the back seat. It's not going <laughs> to be good. I'm not willing to drive any slower, by the way. No. <laughs> my, my driving can't change. I... So I say to them, well, we can go back the way that we came, or it looks like this sounds there's... like blame shifting right now. <laughs> this is what's happening. This is blame I shifting. Said, just for the record, this was uh -huh. pre-Rebel Rally. I I was a budding <laughs> budding mm -hmm. navigator. Okay, <laughs> we all make mistakes learning how to become a good navigator. And I said we could go that way, or there's this other route, and it looks like it's a little bit longer, maybe but... half an hour longer, but but it's Knock. way less windy, twisty. Way less windy, yeah. Words these... that will live in infamy. Way less windy. Way, Way less, less windy. windy. So we we take off where we're leaving Ferrari, and uh, we uh, you know we we start sort of going, and we're on the you know we're on the the Autostrada, and then we get off onto sort of like a secondary highway, and okay, well we're now we're sort of getting off a secondary highway onto what is this sort of a, a little rural track. And now we're kind of going through a little town and we're like, okay, well, that's, you know, you do that, a right? The town you is get... generous. It was a village. It's a it strip was a of hamlet. buildings. Yeah, a few buildings. Mm -hmm. And then it, and then a it row says, of chicken coops. <laughs> a row of chicken coops. And then it says, um, you know, basically like, okay, turn right. And right was just a, was just a hill. Um, <laughs> and we're like, no, 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 I'm sure it's okay. And so we, we turn right and 
we we start up what is a pretty steep grade and i realize about a, a, a you know into the first few feet of this like well this is relatively deep mud um <laughs> and we're we're in a nissan quash quai and so you know as, as slow as possible as fast as necessary very very fast became very very necessary <laughs> yeah. to make sure that we didn't get stuck halfway up this hill so we sort of like bomb over the top of this hill, like I, I imagine like Dukes of Hazard style on what kind of, it's like on kind of a road. And we're like, well, that was insane. Um, <laughs> what, well, this will be a fun story to tell to everybody when we get back. And Google Maps is still like, you're on the blue line. You're doing great. Just hang in there. You're doing <laughs> great. And so, okay, so we keep, we keep driving along. And the road, heavy air quotes, um, starts to narrow pretty, pretty severely and starts to develop what some may call like, you know, uh, crossroad ruts, <laughs> others would call dirt chasms that we were sort of navigating over. And at this point, as we're driving around, there are, there are what, what sounds like landmines going off underneath the car and all of the parts and pieces of plastic and <laughs> aluminum and things under there are just, I mean, it sounds like we're just dragging a bag of hammers behind <laughs> us. Like it's just clanking and smashing and crashing. At one point, I said to Stephen, you know, maybe we should turn around and go back. (laughs) And Stephen looks at me and doesn't look at me. He won't make eye contact with me. He's driving. He's looking straight ahead. He's just going for it. So what we, so we, we finally, we got to the top of a, of a, of a sort of mountain up this like dirty mud track. We get to the top of this mountain. There is a, there is a gun encampment from World War II, Whoa. which is like a like national an anti, historic site, an, an anti-aircraft aircraft station on top of this this mountain, and we can see out forever. Like it's you can see all of Italy. Um, and we decided at this point, uh, I I did a little because Liza was freaking out a little bit, and her dad was, was a freaking out strength. a lot of bit. And uh, so I just took a casual walk around the car. First of all, I got out of the car and then looked under it, and oh, I shouldn't looked under it. Isn't it? <laughs> there were pieces hanging off underneath <laughs> it from where we had slammed it into things and, just, and whatever it's else. It's just molting. Yeah. And so it's that, just molting. You know, it's the I, Nissan chrysalis. I did a little casual turn, you know, lift up the floor. Well, there's nothing under there. Look under the There's nothing under there. There is absolutely no spare tire in this car. Not that it has run flats or that it has some other system, just that the spare was gone from where it was supposed to be under under the floor. So at this point, we have no spare tire and the tires are getting hammered, like, you know, Camel (laughs) Trophy-esque road that we've found. (laughs) And so we decided, you know what? Uh, I have just enough data. I can text Chris and I can say, hey. Who's back home in Canada. Back home in Canada. And I I text Chris and I say, "Um, so here's the deal. Uh, We are uh, on this mountain pass in Italy. And uh, here's the state of the car. I'm not sure, uh, A, how much, you know, thankfully we'd filled up with gas, but I'm not sure how much longer I can make this car last. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's in front of us. If it gets any worse, we're certainly going to lose the car. There's no Mm -hmm. way it's going to rip an axle off or something, and that'll be it. Um, So if you don't hear from us in like, let's say, four hours, um, (laughs) maybe you could look into some Italian search and rescue Here's where we were. A call to the consulate. Yeah, here's here's our GPS, you know, location of where we are. Here's where we're going, and we're we're kind of we're kind of going in that direction. And then so we're like, okay, 
Well, back in the car, folks. And, let's, well, uh... Stephen gets back in the car and he sort of indicates to me that this is what he's done. And my dad is like a little puppy dog in the back seat. Like, <laughs> what? What? What, what, <laughs> what did you do? What's going on? Fine. What's it's happening? Fine. No worries. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're it's good. Fine. Totally fine. Totally. Confident. So then we we persist to uh, to continue down this road, and at that point, the road stopped and a hiking path began. <laughs> and we, for the next uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes, uh, we were literally driving on a hiking path. I mean, we were breaking <laughs> no trail through no the Italian question. wilderness. Um, and You're definitely those people. <laughs> yeah. Tourists come to Italy, and it, drive on hiking path. It was, no. it was the muddy. most American thing I'm that you so could have possibly done. It was I'm incredible. So there were tree limbs. There was mud. There was everything. And at one point... We, we zoomed by a couple of actual hikers that just watched us as we drove by in a car on the hiking path as where, <laughs> you know, one wheel is in the, is in the, you know, we're the sort of jungle easily, in the forest. Just for the record, we're easily four hours into this return yes. trip. Oh, you, ever, you ever tell a story like this and you wonder if a person that appears in that story has also told tell that it. story <laughs> to somebody <laughs> else? That story I to somebody else. Yeah. I, I wonder if those hikers are telling this story. <laughs> And so at, at, at the point, you know, this was, like Liza said, this is about four hours in now, and the vibration in the car was getting to the point where I did feel like, really what's going to happen is we're going we're gonna to shake a wheel right off this car. <laughs> you know, we're going to lose a half shaft. Something is going to completely, like, we're going to blow something up here very soon. And I was starting to sort of, like, have the, like, internal monologue about, all right, how do I have the conversation with Liza and Joel about, Okay, we're gonna have to stop, and uh, you know we're gonna amp here for the night. We're gonna have to do something because <laughs> I don't think we can get this car any farther. Like I, you know, we're doing everything we can to keep it safe and to try to you know protect it from smashing into things. But it's we're on a hiking path, and it's just really not meant for this. And as I was thinking that, and as the car by this time, you know, the first hour we're like, oh my god, what is that? You know, and then the second hour we're like, oh, this is. Okay, but the third hour, we're like, I don't know, what is that noise? By the, By the fourth, fourth hour, hour just dead silence. Silent. <laughs> just, just, silent. just smashing and rattling and, and gyrating. <laughs> and, um, and for four hours, I was so focused on what was in front of us. I never once took my phone or my camera out to film video to until single... this moment. Yeah. Until this moment, I have yeah. the video. So then we're, we're driving along, and all of a sudden, pavement just appears out of nowhere. And just we're driving magically. We're driving along on pavement. So it goes from hiking path to just pavement. Back to a road. To, to just and and we're all sort of like elated and <laughs> and we feel like this it. is one of those like uh projects like that uh the, like a mafia run company starts <laughs> and they're like, Oh yeah, we're gonna make this highway and then it somehow it gets it. picked up by <laughs> Google. It. But really, they just did half of it, this and then the exactly rest of it is right. still a hiking trail. And we end up at a gate, um, mm -hmm. which is thankfully an Italian gate, so it's like one-third the width of the road. So we just <laughs> drove around the outside of it, where where many people had driven dirt bikes and stuff around mm -hmm. the outside of it. Nobody I think, had ever gotten a car through there, but we kind of got the car through, and, and we're in a parking lot for like what is like a hike, like a for like famous a Italian trailhead. Hike. Right. And we drive, you know, and it's a, now by this time of the day, it is there's nobody left. Like it's done. There's there's, you know, and everybody's we go gone. maybe one more kilometer down the road and there's a little house mm -hmm. and there's a woman sitting on the porch who watched. And she's like obviously by. taking note of all the cars that have gone up, because if a hiker <laughs> goes up, 
but doesn't come back down, they probably send somebody up. And so she's got like all of a sudden like one more car that she sort of didn't. And this car is covered in mud. I mean, it looks like, it, you know, it's there is there is there is mud over the windows. The hood is covered in mud. I think the front bumper was a little bent. Like it looked, you know, one of the tires was almost flat. Like it was it was a, it was a wreck. And so we're finally, we're driving down the highway. And the, and the only thing that Joel said after being quiet for like the better part of an hour is, well, it, it was a lot less twisty. <laughs> so, so to this day, anytime we take a trail or something, that's just like a total nightmare. And like, it's really bad. We always say like, well, it was, it was, it was, less, less, twisty. Twisty. Yeah. It was less twisty. I feel like I've heard you say that. Now you know That's its origin. It. Yeah, yeah, it was. Mm. Now we have the context. No. What a wonderful yeah. story. Have you Googled it? Later? We have, yeah. have subsequently, yeah. And we dropped that car off at the Italian rental car place. I mean, we hosed it off with a hose at, at Liza's uh, relative's place. And In then... like the Florence city center <laughs> rental and it place. Had, <laughs> it had like fist-sized smashes in the oil pan oh, and things. And they took it back and they're like, everything okay? And we're like, sure was. Last week, Ike said... Uh, that there's nothing more capable than a borrowed vehicle. Yeah. I'm going to one-up that and say yeah. there's true. nothing more capable than a rental. Yeah. Yeah. Tashquai, the yeah. Italian rented Quashquai is the most vehicle. capable off-road vehicle of all time. Yeah, that's it's true. And it just goes to show you, you know, you you uh, you put enough speed behind something and uh, and wanton disregard for the well-being of that vehicle, you, you, you can get through just about anything. Oh, and the surrounding environment. And Don't the surrounding environment. <laughs> Very cool trope style. Now, I will <laughs> say that, that our relationship has grown since then in that, mm -hmm. but, you know, if I were to give my younger self advice in that moment, I did not trust Stephen when he kind of just sort of picked his line and, kind of kept on the throttle and just went for it. I thought he was insane. Looking back on it, if I had been behind the wheel, we would still be out there somewhere. There's no way we would have gotten back. It was incredible. I'd like to think that I have improved since then, but yeah, I didn't give him enough credit at the time. And I, I absolutely threatened to divorce him at least a dozen times, at yeah. least wow. on, that, on that drive, at least. <laughs> That's, that's as close as I'm ever going to get to saying that you're right and I'm wrong, Stephen. Yeah, so that's true. It was heavily qualified. Cherish that. Yeah. Cherish that. A lot yeah. of heavily yeah. qualified. Well, uh, yeah, it's a, it was it was a formative experience for sure. I think what a, what a uh, great story mm -hmm. and what a great uh, trip. That sounds like a really incredible journey, very memorable. Yeah, now I'm really curious to go, like, Google this, like, this whatever well, that tower was and see what we'll this trail was. Yeah. You will post the route. Yeah. I'm going to try to find <laughs> that route, and I'll post a little a little link to it <laughs> next week, I promise. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, and we'll put it out hikers. on social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's one Italian listener that is thinking to themselves, yeah. ma. Mamma mia. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, yeah. Italy. Um, all right. Well, given these, uh, you know, Valentine's uh, misadventures, we would love, absolutely love to hear from the uh, the dedicated listener group about some of their Valentine's uh, or, you know, general romance related either with their <laughs> partner or their Land Rover, I guess, either way. I mean, why not post that up on the uh, Underpowered Hour Facebook group or... Uh, 
go ahead and uh, slide into our DMs. Uh, speaking of the Facebook group, we've uh, we've got a, always a ton of action going on over there. Some very interesting stuff. We've also got, of course, the Instagram and all of that sort of stuff, and the YouTube channel now with mm-hmm. fantastic thumbnails. Incredible. If you want to know. <laughs> yeah, if you want to know about riveting, uh, you know, traditional uh, style uh, rivets or pop riveting or uh, safety wire, again, you can watch the safety wire video, see where I stab my thumb and start bleeding through the rest mm. of the video. Um, or uh, we've also got the uh, spanner torquing device that allows you to hold a spanner and uh, apply the appropriate amount of torque to it. And we have uh, released the forklift crash video uh, now to what? the general public oh. on the YouTube. Yeah, so you can... Uh, you can see the Widowmaker smash into the back mm-hmm. of stage one there. In, now, uh, now, I will yeah. say this means that uh, if it were to roll into something else <laughs> and there were a lawsuit, you couldn't claim that you didn't know that the parking <laughs> brake didn't work. <laughs> anyway, so head on over to the old uh, YouTube and check that out. But as always, it has been uh, a pleasure uh, chatting with you all. Uh, nothing more romantic. Uh, than a vintage uh, Land Rover or uh, a trip taken in or around it. So, uh, you know, if you're still looking for that thing to get that special someone or, uh, you know, a little a little self-care uh, for yourself, uh, consider a super rusty old Land Rover. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing warms mm-hmm. the heart, uh, mostly because of the tetanus that's setting in. That's one of the <laughs> things you get a very high lockjaw. fever. So that's probably mm-hmm. lockjaw. That's probably what that is. But uh at any rate, it's uh, it's been a slice uh, as always. So, Liza, Jenna, Ike, we'll uh, see you next week. All right. See you on the trail. Bye. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.